0818-715-815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Live Line. The programme is on TG Cahar uh, television tonight. It's called Nuka, which my leaving cert uh, Irish tells me means investigation, and it's about the Chrysler. Uh, explosion and as you if you were listening yesterday as you know at the end of the programme you heard uh, from Killian, uh, Killian Flanagan on behalf of his sister Anya. Anya lost her partner Robert and her five year old uh, daughter Shauna in the explosion. You will remember the story. Every every victim had a story unfortunately and the story was that Robert and Shauna were in the garage buying um, a birthday cake for uh, there, there, Anya, for her mother. Uh, we've now had the families of four victims of the Creasley disaster uh, asking us to uh, plead with TG Cahar and indeed RTE not to broadcast this programme called Investigation uh, tonight. Um, and uh, first of all, I want to bring you, you, you will... Um, you will remember uh, Martina Martin. Martina Martin was working in the shop and we've been contacted by the sisters of Martina Martin. By the way, when I say four victims, we haven't heard from the families of other victims. So no victim family, as far as we know, are supporting this broadcast or were interviewed for this broadcast this evening. And we've also been told uh, quite reliably that a number of people who were interviewed for tonight's programme have subsequently asked E.G. Carr to postpone the broadcast. This is a letter we got and uh, the Martin family asked us uh, to read it out so listeners could hear uh, their uh, position on tonight's programme. Dear Joe, we have been informed by our Garda liaison officer by text yesterday evening that there is a documentary to be aired tonight and we wish to make our feelings known. Give us time to grieve. As sisters of Martina Martin, we ask you do not air the documentary at this time. We do not need a reminder. We were there. We are the family the digger driver talked about behind him. We will never need reminded of the watching and waiting, the rescue dogs, then cadaver dogs, into the next morning until Martina's body was recovered. We are in pain and struggling to cope with a loss that was sudden, horrific and very public. We have had no answers yet as to a cause, only speculation and rumours. We have had no post-mortem. So we ask you, would you like to sit and watch a documentary about an explosion that killed your sister and nine others four months later? We would like to acknowledge the people of Chrysler, the emergency services, the Gardaí and volunteers were all amazing and they showed us such respect and caring this all deserves to be recognised. That is from the family of Martina Martin. And the digger uh, driver they talk about is, uh, obviously the programme hasn't been broadcast yet, but in pre-publicity, extensive pre-publicity by TG Carr for the programme, one of the people, uh, one of the extracts they uh, released was the digger driver uh, talking about it. Now, whether he knew it was going to be released before the actual broadcast, we don't know whether he's still in favour after what the Martin family said, they were the family he's talking about. Um, whether he's, he knew the programme was going out so soon, uh, we don't know. But as I say, um, there were 10 families bereaved 
um, and uh, four of them, so of ten people breathe, and the families of four of the victims so far have contacted us asking, and you heard them there pleading with uh, T.G. Cahar not to go ahead. Hugh Harper, Hugh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. And I'm so sorry you have to talk to you under these circumstances. And, well, thanks, uh, for, thanks for having us on, Joe, and giving us a chance to okay. express our concerns. And, and, and with your permission, that's what I'll just stick to, is this broadcast this evening. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I know your grief is uh, unending and infinite over dear Leona, who was 14 years of age. Again, I'd say to people, you'll remember the gorgeous photograph of Leona in her liver, Liverpool. Am I right? Her Liverpool jersey. Yeah, her Liverpool yeah. jersey, okay. yeah. She loves, she loves for that club, yeah. yeah. When did you hear about this programme? Very, very recently, Joe. Um, uh, at the most, in the past couple of days, um, we knew it was in the pipeline, but we didn't know that it was going to be aired so quick. Mm-hmm. Um, we just feel that this is this is that it's it's far too soon. It's far too early. Uh, it's far too raw for the families. I can't speak for all the families, but of course, yeah. I can only speak for ourselves. Really, that my wife Donna was on the scene literally minutes after the explosion with our, our two boys mm-hmm. what what they've seen and what they, the memories they have to live with and there's some there's some confusion Hugh um, about the nature of the programme on the one hand it's called uh, investigation but on the other hand in the letter that um, TG Cahar sent to the Flanagan family and the Killian was on with us yesterday and gave us a letter. Uh, T.G. Carr said, I want to take this opportunity to reassure you about the content of the programme. The overwhelming focus of the documentary is to shine a light on the people of the area who assisted in the rescue at the scene of the explosion and give them the recognition uh, many many feel they deserve. But that's not the name. The name on the programme is Investigation. And that would... That, sorry. Sorry, Joe, I don't mean to cut across you. You know, the, 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 the main issue is that None, as far as I know of, none of the families, especially us, I can speak for us, we haven't been notified, contacted to say X, Y, or Z. This is what's going to be aired, this is what's going to be said. Um, I'm I'm highly concerned about any images that's going to be portrayed mm-hmm. uh, from the show. Um, I mean, uh, again, my wife was on the scene very early on with the kids. Yeah. Other people were there. You know, what video footage of TG Cahill got? What what images do they have? Mm-hmm. Uh, our concern is not the people that are interviewed. Yeah, I yeah. know I know personally the people that are interviewed, yeah. and I have no concern whatsoever with what they have said mm-hmm. or what they've done. That's the unknown that worries us. And they say all the this is the TJ Carter statement. All the contributors wanted to express their gratitude at how an ordinary community came together at a time of great difficulty to try to assist their friends and neighbours. I thought that was well known and, and given that uh, everyone uh, was deeply, deeply, including the families, were deeply uh, grateful for uh, for everyone who reacted to that uh, awful uh, disaster. So they say that's one of the reasons they're doing the program, and well, they say them. and they say as a public service broadcaster, we have to express the wishes of those who do wish to talk about the events that affect them. Now, that gives you... Well, I'd love to... We've asked T.G. Carr to come on, but unfortunately they won't. But that begs the question, did the people who were in this programme ask T.G. Carr to make the programme? Because they say, as a public service... We're all public service broadcasters, including News Talk, including Virgin Media. As a public service broadcaster, we have to express the wishes 
of those who do wish to talk about the events that affected them. Are you aware, Hugh, that any of the first responders or the digger driver that was there that day, that they they expressed a wish to be interviewed about this? Well, they, you know, I have been told that they, they, they did the interview, they, they sat the interview, they, they told me, they didn't tell me in fine detail because I didn't want, want to know at the time what the interview contained. Um, mm-hmm. I can appreciate that the, the programme and a sentiment is, is wanting to acknowledge the people, what they've done, uh, the, the emergency services, first responders. Uh, and again, that uh, that's not really an issue for me, per se, as, a, as our family. It's the unknown, it's the lack of the communication. I mean, I wrote an email and sent it to TG Cahar. No response. My wife was on the phone today. She got through to TG Cahar on, okay. on the phone and very uh, uncooperative. Did you know, you know as, if, as if we shouldn't be making an issue about this. This is just something that's going to happen, like it or not. But well, I'm baffled by this sentence and I'd love to put it to them. Uh, as a public service broadcast, we have to express the wishes of those who do wish to talk. That, that, that yeah. gives the impression that the digger driver and you approached T.G. Cahar and said... No, Can no, 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 no. I, I, I could safely say... Okay. I don't know Henry that well, but my wife and her family are lifelong friends of Henry and the Gower mm-hmm. family. Yeah. Henry would not go out of his way to look for attention. Henry would do the opposite. He would be the kind of guy that would would pull the hood over his face and walk the other direction. That's definitely not not right. That's not right. We have to express the wishes of those who do wish to talk. People Uh, people have talked, and we have no problem, hmm. Joe, again, with them making this documentary. uh, We would like to have been included to know, not to say what can go on it, what can't go on it, when it's going to be aired, what the content of it's going to be. Yeah. I don't want to wake up tomorrow morning or my wife yeah. to go into a shop or my two kids going to school and images circulating that we haven't seen, that nobody has seen. I'm then reading another paragraph from this email. And this is going, this is distressing for you. Um, it's a spelling mistake. The programme shows the utmost respect for those who lost their... It should be lives but it's spelled L-I-V-E-R-S. The producers took a conscious decision not to approach any of the families of the deceased in order to afford them the privacy which they so deserve. No, that's, uh, you know you know what, Joe, to me, I'm, I'm going to call a spade a spade, Joe, but that's just a cop-out. That's just, uh, that's, that's not acceptable. I, I don't accept that. Um, if, if, if I was going to do a documentary about somebody, I would be looking for their consent, I would be looking for their knowledge, I would be, con- con- I would be, keep them up to speed and up to date of what, what the content was going to be and when it was going to be aired. Um, that by saying that they didn't contact us and it was out to our best interests, uh, I don't accept that. One of the interviewees on tonight's programme, they say, who was a victim, having been, in the, obviously a survivor, having been in the supermarket at the time of the explosion, but managed to help others, said yeah. he found talking about what happened extremely helpful. And yeah, agree- listen. And, and, and again, we, we have absolutely no issue with okay. people, but it's the, it's the timing. Yeah. It's the timing of this, and it's the, the lack of communication from T.T. Cahar. But that's, that's our issue. The timing, the lack of consideration, mm-hmm. the lack of communication. You know, um, if, if, 
another thing that does worry me, Joe, um, is I'm, I'm, I'm not anyway legally minded. Mm-hmm. What impact could this have on an, an ongoing investigation? Mm-hmm. There's no end of money being spent on this. There's there, there's limitless amount of people. Is this potentially something that could damage the investigation? I don't know. You know, again, I've, I've written an email to TCCR, asked them to make contact with all the family members, yeah. include everybody, but also contact the, the superintendent and the, the, that is yeah, in charge okay. and, yeah. and leading the investigation. I've had no reply yet, Joe. I mean, a simple, a simple reply. But in this letter to the Flanagan family, they say the producer took a conscious decision not to approach any of the families of the deceased. But then the paragraph beforehand, which supports your argument. As a public service broadcaster, we have to express the wishes of those who do wish to talk. But surely as a public service broadcaster, you have to express and listen to the wishes of the deceased, of the victims. And the victims so far that have contacted us have said, please postpone this. Yeah, we're not. You know, we're not looking for this not to be aired. We're not looking for this yeah. to, to, to to be put on the shelf and gather dust. Yeah, we're not looking for that at all. We do acknowledge it. Uh, if 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 we were contacted, if we had been contacted during the making of it, during the production of it, and somebody had said to us, "Well, this is what is going to be. Mm-hmm. Here's some footage. Take a look at it." Uh, maybe we wouldn't be sitting here having this this talk right at the moment, Joe. You know, as, as not a lot. It feels like we're passengers on a bus. We're on the back seat, and you're out of sight, and out of mind. You're just along for the ride, and people are going to do what they want to do without your consent. We're not looking to give consent. We're just looking to be included, acknowledged, and you know, as if I don't know what I don't know what way I want to put it, but it's just it's just too damn early. It's, it's, it's it's not my kids are not ready to see some kind of yeah. images. Yeah. My eldest boy and my, my wife were, were one of the first on the scene yeah. after the emergency services. They were there just literally minutes after. What they have seen and they won't talk to me about it. Yeah. They don't want me to know. Yeah. And you don't Leon, I'm sure, is is um, in your hearts and prayers every minute. Of every day, but I was just when I was reading the, this email last night to the Flanagan family. I have to be watching the news and the the horrific images from Turkey. Yeah, and um, just this, anyway, anyway, anyway. Just, I was in no, listen, Joe. No, no, you you have mentioned uh, it. I, I I've seen a couple of images, and I, I, it, it brings me right back yeah. and my wife right back to even though it's a lesser extent. Yeah, of course. Still, every um, every but, human life. It brings you back to standing there, and you you envisage everything you see. You see the emergency services. You see exactly where the, the vehicles are parked. We see Henry in the digger. Henry got off the digger at one stage, and again, my wife's very good friends, yeah. lifelong friends of the family. She asked him to get back on the machine. She didn't trust anybody else. Yeah, yeah. You know. Okay. Um, okay. You know, would would twelve months have been a better time, and rather than four months? You know, is, is there ever a good time? I don't know. But I'm listen, Joe. I'm not going to be watching this documentary. I'm not going to be sitting down with a cup of beer and just getting my hand just to, to watch this. I'm taking nothing from this. Yeah. All I and see just, every day. And just all I see. Yeah. 
all I see every day, Joe, one to the moment I close my eyes to them, and when I wake up in the morning for them for them hours during the day, I see my little girl not having an identifier in the mortuary, the temporary mortuary across the road. And I'm thinking again, if if you want uh, an indication of how short a time, it's less than a hundred days. Leona was due to do her junior cert. Am I right? Did that's, I read that? Yeah. Well, that's she, correct. Well, she, she she had she had all her her, yeah. her ducks in a row from a very young age. She wanted to become a teacher, yeah. uh, especially an art teacher. But the junior, um, it's so soon after her passing that the junior cert is months away. Still, yeah. That gives people an indication. Well, they don't need an indication. It's just over 100 days. Hugh, we, we put these points to uh, T.G. Carter. We're waiting for an update from them. Um, well, Joe, my, my wife had already made contact today okay. with T.G. Carter. Yeah, back well, home. then, your, your voice... And the, res- the, yeah. the response was... That was disappointing. Okay. Well, again, Hugh, d- d- deepest condolences that we have to talk under these circumstances... Um, the primary circumstance being the tragic uh, loss of Leona, but also that you have to contact uh, a national uh, radio station to ask a national television station, which is funded uh, by the taxpayer as well, to uh, hold off on a a programme that does actually um, deal with the death of your dear, beautiful daughter. So you, to you, to you and your family again, uh, deepest condolences, and um, let's see uh, what um, TG Carr say. If you can stay with us for a sec, Des Ford, you just want to make a point, Des, please. Uh, Joe, yes, um, just uh, on, on the back of what he was saying there, um, our family, and I'm just speaking for myself and my family, uh, we will not be watching uh, TG Carr tonight, watching the show. I don't think it's uh, respectful to. Uh, all the people that lost, uh, lost their family members um, mm. in Donegal, it's, uh, it's a tragedy. It's, um, it's an ongoing investigation. Um, now, obviously, everybody um, has uh, their own entitlement to either watch or not watch um, the show tonight. But I think out of respect for, for, for the Donegal people, um, it, it, our family is working. I can't speak for any other family, but I would think there's a lot of people probably... Considering exactly what I just had to say in there a few months ago, uh, driving in their cars around the country, sitting at home, and they're thinking, well, I'm not going to watch it either. And it'd be great if people just typed into the show and sort of showed that solidarity with the free slot people. Yeah, but I think uh, TG Carr, I think it's it's a ratings winner because they've been issuing clips from it and photographs from it for well over a week now to newspapers, tabloid newspapers, various local newspapers. That's how a lot of people, um, and they've been issuing extracts in terms of what Henry the Digger said, and the, you heard a clip from Henry. Um, so, so they are promoting it, and I, I don't know if one or two or whatever families will will um, will will make a difference to what they're going to do. But um, hopefully, I think we have to start somewhere, Joe. Yeah. I mean, if, if if one family says no, another family says no, and then you got a hundred, and then a thousand. And ten thousand, okay. you know, then, then they may they may reconsider and say, well, look, we put on something else. They always have something. Um, I presume all broadcasters have something in the in the in the archives that they can pull. You know, when they have to. Of course, to, uh, there's no. That, that's that's yeah. not a problem. That's not a problem. Yeah. 
But again, as a public service broadcaster, we have to express the wishes of those who do wish to talk. But surely you can turn that back to yourselves, T.G. Carr, uh-huh. the public service broadcaster. We have to express the wishes of the families of the deceased. And that is that this programme be postponed. Uh, Michael Bourke. Michael, um, good afternoon. Hello, Joe. Good, good afternoon. afternoon. You're, li- you're, you're listening to this uh, debate. Go ahead, Michael. Yeah, I, I am listening to it. First of all, my, my prayers and condolences go out to all the people going through this and the fact that they had to call your show is uh, sad, very mm. sad. I mean, I, I was involved in the 9-11 rescue mm. the day after and it will never leave those people's heads. It never leaves my heads. And it's it's so short a time that the pain that they're going through and that they weren't contacted. I agree 100% with that man is saying there. Mm-hmm. And, um, but at the end, it's going to be shown sometime. Yeah. And people are going to have different views that were actually involved in it. And some people won't even watch it. I'm not going to mention his name, but he was my best friend. I'm not allowed to mention his name anymore. His wife told me not to use his name anymore. Okay. But that's who I was looking for every day. He died in 9-11, and didn't he? Yes, and his body was found on the 19th or 20th of March the following year. We don't know if it was a body or not. Okay. But, I mean, I, every year I go around Ireland somewhere with 9-11 to remember it because that helps me in my heart. And okay. Those people up there are going to find their own things that are going to help them. But this is not helping them. So I pray for them all, and I hope that one day that they will all be able to get together in a documentary themselves of all the loved ones that they lost. But they still haven't. The thing about 9-11, Michael, everyone knew knew within uh, hours of what had happened, you know, the terrorist bombing. We We still don't know what happened in Chrysler. No, and there's nothing talked about it. It's like as you if still it's still don't. Well, there's, about. There's, as Hugh Harper says, it's an ongoing investigation. We don't know what happened. No, know what I didn't happened. hear anything about it. Yeah, no, I one, so no, many no one has. No one has because we don't know yet, and that's yeah. part of. Whereas nine eleven, people knew within six hours who who had perpetrated it and the the lunatic reason they offered for it. Michael, uh, yes, th- thank yeah. you, thank you, Michael, and indeed condolences to you, Michael, on uh, your your loss. I suspect if one of your best friends was involved, I suspect you knew others who died as well. I, I was Joe. Please listen. There was a Donegal footballer, Leon. Yeah. <laughs> I could name them all. Eighteen carpenters from the Carpenters Union. I mean, so sad. Yeah. Uh, okay. Listen, Joe, thank okay, you very Mike. much. Good My good. prayers go out to all those okay. people. Thank and, you. And it's, 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 it's passed on. Thanks indeed. Joe at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. As I say, uh, the families now, four victims of the crease of disaster, have contacted us asking uh, for to reiterate what they've already said to TG Carr, which is that tonight's uh, programme uh, on the Chrysler disaster not be broadcast at this time. Uh, Roisin O'Connell is in Enniskillen. Your point, please, Roisin. Hello, Joe. I was, I'm listening to your programme and I send an email in to say that I am appalled that this programme is being aired at this early stage. People should be allowed to grieve and indeed 
they are still grieving very sorely, I'm sure. And why not listen to those people who are involved? I think, you know, to have, it's almost, to me, seems like that it's making a drama out of such an appalling event. Well, they um, say, well, then, in fairness to T.G. Carr, they say we're making a programme and all the contributors wanted to express their gratitude at how at how an ordinary community came together at the time of great difficulty to try to assist their friends and neighbours as a public yes, service. Yes, well, I think we could do that in, in another way. I think that the priest, the local priest who had a service in the church and made it very prayerful and very private for those who are grieving. People grieve in different ways. Yeah. And they don't want to grieve publicly. I think it is too early. That's my point. Okay. They say, as a public service broadcaster, we in TJ Carr have to respect the wishes of those who do wish to talk about the events that affected them. Well, I think if I were one of those who wanted the programme, I would be expressing my uh, sentiments to the people who don't want it. You know, I would say to them, you have a right not to have it as well as I have a right to have it. So if that makes sense, I think that everybody's viewpoint should have been taken into consideration and come, you know, come to an agreement. It seems to me that there, not everybody has been contacted. They say the produ- well, they say, just, just to be clear, Roisin, the producers took a conscious decision not to approach any of the families of the deceased in order to afford them the privacy which they so deserve. Well, I, can't, I don't think you can equate the privacy of people's grieving with airing mm. a programme. I mean, if you're going to put a programme out, you have to consider what the content is and who it's going to affect. Okay. And if you're really thinking about those who are affected, I think you ought to contact them. Yeah. And that's, that's a, as someone earlier said, it's a bit of a cop-out to say that you're not contacting people in case you might upset them. Yeah. Sure. I can't see the sense in that. OK, Roisin. Uh, thanks, Neil. That's Roisin O'Connell. Hugh Harper, it's, it's fair to, who lost Leona in, in the disaster. Uh, it's fair to say you, you're not looking for a veto on the programme ever being broadcast. No, no, not at all. No, no. Listen, uh, some of the some of the comments there that have been made are very fair. The, the last caller, especially, um, who seems to have picked up the point. Now, what I want to make clear is that we have no issue with the people that are involved in the interview. That are that, the, no, the no, I understand that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's 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 the timing, Joe. Again, I'm going to yeah. reiterate it. It's the, it's the timing and the lack of communication. Okay. Um, that's it's 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 unacceptable and the, the press statement or what's it the statement that you read out there um the statement that make a conscious decision not to contact the families um them then t v crews and the the, the, the the people doing the interview whoever they were were up in Donegal they, they, you know mm-hmm. they were driving past our house all they had to do was turn left yeah um, you, you know we're not hard to find Donegal is as yeah. a tight knit community, everybody knows everybody. Um, and again, Joe, as you say, we're not looking for a veto on this. We're not saying that this could be put on a shelf and never to be aired yeah. to gather dust. No. Um, we're just looking for just a little bit of time and maybe some just a little bit of information on what exactly the extra content is. We know about the interviews, but we don't know what footage they're going to use okay. and what context is it going to be used. 
Now, I can appreciate T.G. Cahar have said that they are doing it in a sensitive nature. Mm-hmm. But once it's aired, it's aired and it's too late. No, I, I, I don't think I don't think that we're asking for a huge amount. You know, I think all the families will be in agreement at some stage to, to, to air that that documentary. Let people see how the people of Crystal come together, how the first responders acted, Colin Kilpatrick, uh, who who was one of the first on the scene. He drove a lorry for 24 hours. Him and uh, I think his name is Damien Galler, uh, along with some of the clergy in the area, Father John Joe, mm-hmm. Father Pat McGarry, stood by our side as we walked in to identify our little girl. Yeah. I don't think we're asking too much just to be contacted. Yeah. Okay, you... Um, Chris, just I'll, I'll finish with Christy Gallagher because I know he's a, a fellow countryman in Donegal. Count, yeah, county right, man. Yeah. Christy, you, your point, please. Yeah, I find it very... I think T.G. Carr should uh, wait until the investigation is completed. There's an ongoing investigation, as we all know. And there's also the issue in relation to coroner's court as well, where a, a state and family and victims will have to attend, uh, unfortunately, and that has yet to come up. So I think airing it right now would be a very bad move by T.G. Carr because it is very raw for the people here in Donegal. I know that's this area very well because I served over there and I would know that shop and the people inside the shop uh, I mean yeah. you know and, and it really is very raw and, and I think it is very insensitive of teaching car to show it right now and there is a you're a former guard sergeant there is a process in terms of a coroner's court and absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah there is and the statements to be brought to be you know to be taken and, and, and there's a whole raft of things and this is going to take up some time as well and it'll open a lot of old wounds again and it'll be very raw for the victims and families and there are people still recovering here as well there's people at one uh, number of people in hospital and people still yeah. recovering yeah. And, 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 and under the care of the HSE so we have to be very aware of those people as well and and I think uh, T.G. Gahar if somebody uh, whoever's at the top whoever the chair of T.G. Gahar is I hope he's listening today or she is listening today and that they'll take all of these points into consideration. My, my heart felt sympathy to Hugh and all of the, the victims mm. of, uh, and I've been over one of the funerals as well. You know, you, you know, it's just it's too raw at this moment in time to show that. Okay, okay, I'll leave it at that Thanks. at the time being. But I can tell you, 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 and your family, and indeed the families of all the other uh, deceased in Chrysler. We could keep going from here to way beyond three o'clock with callers who want to support you. Um, that's, that, that's little consolation compared to the grief you're going through after Leon is untimely and tragic death. Now I have the opportunity, Joe, um, yourself included, the, the, the love and the, and the respect that we've been given. Uh, and I think I can talk for everybody now that has been affected by losing somebody in Chrysler yeah. uh, and the extended families, the, the love and respect that we've been given from people of this from Krishna, from Donegal, and from, from the whole of the country. It's, it's been something that I've never witnessed. And in a way, I hope that nobody ever has to witness it again. Yeah, yeah. And I would like to thank everybody so, so much. Uh, we've had letters and cards from yourself and from other people. Mm. Um, I don't think we've had enough time to go through every, every single one of them. Of and at some stage, we would like to reply to them. Yeah. But I would just like to acknowledge what people have done. 
Well, God, there's, no words, there's no words can say yeah, what I want to say to him. Well, God, God, God rest Leona. Um, God, God rest her, and I hope she's safe in the arms of our Lady Queen of, uh, Queen of Heaven at this stage. Hugh, thanks indeed, Hugh Harper, and again, condolences. Joe at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at rte.ie. You heard the callers yesterday about uh, this uh, theologian, charismatic so-called living Saint Jean Vanier, who set up um, his Canadian French, very, very um, influential in Ireland, was brought to Ireland by the Ossestry Diocese in Kilkenny and uh, was was fated. And he set up in two uh, centres in Kilkenny for people um, who were described with intellectual disabilities. And the um, you heard a number of volunteers yesterday. The, the call was, and it was primarily done through the Catholic Church, uh, and various representatives. The call was to uh, for young people to come and work in these communities voluntarily and uh, live with people with intellectual uh, dis- disability. Um, and then Jean Vanier died in 2019 and shortly thereafter a number of women, aged all aged between 20 and 35 by the way, um, came forward saying they had been uh, inveigled, coerced, uh, seduced, into an inappropriate sexual relationship with Jean Vanier and there was another uh, priest mentioned who was Jean Vanier's uh, mentor, uh, Père Thomas uh, Philippe. And they have been the subject of a 900-page commission of inquiry in France which was released uh, five days ago and uh, goes into detail of a significant number of women, again, all aged between 20 and 35, volunteers and indeed some nuns who were uh, in sexual relationships and the the word abuse was used again and again by the commission. Um, now, this is uh, Jean Vanier himself um, because he has featured, as Carl Grow pointed out, it was yesterday to his credit, the TD from Clare, Carl pointed out that when he was a teacher, up to recently, Jean Vanier was used in textbooks in Ireland, such was his influence. And in fact, um, in I know Sister Stan has compiled many uh, self-help or reflective or spiritual books, but one of them has a piece by Jean Vanier, and it's called uh, To Pray is to Love. This is the voice of Jean Vanier. That, that has been something very important for me, because in the Navy and in the time after the Navy, I think I was somebody a little bit frightened of relationships, particularly with women. Um, I was a man who was, knew how to be efficient and quick, and uh, I knew how to teach, I knew how to give commands in the Navy and so on. And then in, in, uh, in live, starting to live in L'Arche with Philippe, it was precisely the realisation what they were crying out for was touch, but also maybe that's what I was crying out for. Mm. And what we would, what I would call safe touch. Yes. That's to say a touch which secu- gives security and reveals. The way one can put one's arm around the shoulder of some. It's not to possess them. It's no. not to hold on to them. It's to reveal. Okay. David Fallon has contacted us from Norway. David, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Good. Your, your contact with the L'Arche community, which is the community set up by Jean Vanier. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, so 20 years ago, between college and school, I was yeah. um, 
at a loss of what to do when my grandmother sort of being a good Christian herself had found um, Laura she knew of them in Ireland and saw that they mm-hmm. had a space in France and proposed that I might spend some time there uh, developing myself so to speak and what was the uh, one what was the attraction so to speak and two what was the process of getting into it attraction wise I think it was it, it was close close to home um, you worked in a small community there was no 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 training no requirements needed you they were taking in basically anyone with with, with the initiative I, as I, I don't remember in full detail but I okay. do I do believe there was some sort of um, police report saying that you have no official criminal report there was some sort of check like that in advance of of getting approved for a placement in the community um, and what type yeah. of work were you asked to do, David? You you were doing everything. I mean, we we, we lived as, as 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 you referenced. You lived in the same house as the people in the community, um, people with um, with disabilities, etc. So you lived in the same house as them. So you 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 cooked, you cleaned, you you brought them to and back from work. Mm-hmm. You, you helped them with, in some cases, getting dressed, in some cases, washing. And um, there were people with various degrees of, of, of physical ability so you would have to okay. support some people more than others um, but everything you can imagine really in, in in basically running what what was effectively a family home and how many um core members as they called as the large called the people with uh, intellectual disability many core members and many volunteers in each house in our house, there would have been approximately, if I remember correctly, between sort of seven and eight, maybe even nine. And then there would have been two elderly ladies who sort of lived in a mini apartment above who would have eaten with us. Um, mm. And then we were approx- we were four. Um, there were two Germans, a Romanian lady and myself um, living and, and, and working, so to speak, in the house. But there were approximately four houses in, the, in this very small community okay. in northern France. So, uh, and two, who, who yeah. was your boss? Who was your trainer, your supervisor, your... Uh, it's a good question. I mean, basically, it was it was a, a, a German gentleman who was about maybe four or five years older than me. He would have been in his early twenties. Mm-hmm. I think I can't remember his name. It's not important. But he he basically yeah. would have been the the, the, the res- responsible. Is in fact is what they were called. Punch the responsible in the house. Okay. So I mean, I'm 37 now. He was in his early twenties. I couldn't imagine having the, that responsibility myself now, even as a 37. Um, so I would have had sort of perfunctory or at least initial training and call mm. it training, call it just showing you how to do things um, from him. And, and, and the Romanian lady was very helpful and hands-on in, in showing me the ropes as well. But I wouldn't say my memory, in my memory, mm. there was nobody coming in and saying, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an experienced caretaker or whatever or, or, or caregiver. Mm. Um, and here, here's exactly how these things should be managed in that sort of, sort of more clinical detail. And would you would you assist people in their in the bathroom? Yeah, yeah. So, so without going into too much detail, yeah, yeah. You, you you would have I would have assisted people with sort of intimate intimate preparation. So, for example, washing in some cases, um, and then in, in other I, I can't remember exactly. I wouldn't have yeah. assisted people necessarily going to the bathroom, but I would have assisted grown adults in in washing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, when you, I don't know when you heard of these, they're not allegations anymore, they're, they're mm. facts, according to this commission. Mm. When you heard mm. about this, the abuse by Jean Vanier and the exploitation of much younger, yeah. much younger women, uh, against, hypocritically uh, mm. against what he preached, um, mm. what, what was your reaction? 
well, obviously profound shock and disgust initially, and 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 then and then sort of of course, I mean, you know, the the experiences we've had now with people like not not to not to associate, but people like Jimmy Savile, that there were this the sort of where these people operated, there was always that that opportunity was was close at hand. Um, mm. Now, when when my 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 admittedly relatively hazy memory is that yeah. while it was a religious organisation, that was it was not dogmatically so. So, but John Varnier was sort of there were pictures of him in, uh, pictures of him in the communal spaces. He was this sort of benevolent, as, as you reference, almost san- you know prematurely sanctified figure, um, but but very safe, godlike, you know, sort of grey wispy hair, dressed down. Um, so he was—he was sort of a, a positive, benign, benevolent presence, um, and, and and obviously, I've never—I'll say this—I I, would. This is over twenty years ago. I have never forgotten his name, or and I, you know. Mm-hmm. So he was very much subconsciously there that he was a really, really, really important figure, um, but soft power. Obviously, it, okay. there was no sense that this was a man who was in control, or and you know, or that he was sort of. And benefiting from what he had done, wow. that it was all very altruistic. So it was, it, it was never, yeah, that this man has an iron grip on the organisation. It was okay. always sort of out of remove. Yeah, was it veneration? Was it living saints territory? In a very subtle way, you 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 yeah. you could say that you could interpret it that way. But I don't, I don't feel it didn't feel manicured or. Uh, artificial in that way, it okay. felt quite natural, and, uh, and it wasn't dogmatically so. Um, but but you could look at it if you want to look at it through certain lenses. It can it can feel in light of what we know now, semi cult like when one person is sort of mm. is venerated above the all. But you know, this man had basically given people and families who could not in a million years afford the sort of care they were getting. They gave them lives, like they gave they, they gave these people the sort of the space and the care that they just couldn't afford. So it's it was understandable in that context that he was held in that sort of esteem in that context alone. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, stay with us, David, if you could please. K- Katie, good afternoon. You you were listening yesterday um, when Cahill Crow, um, the TD, contacted us to say he. He had a recent memory of Jean Vanier being on the school curriculum in fifth or sixth class. And then um, we was pointed out to us that Jean Vanier also features in at least one book by Sister Stan. And the essay he wrote, he wrote is to pray and to, is to love. Um, the, the Penguin, who are the publishers of those, Sister Stan must have compiled about 30 books at this stage. But Penguin say the information has just come to our attention. We will investigate further because they publish it, obviously, and make a decision in due course. Katie, your point, please. Hi there. Yeah, yesterday when I heard the show, I was curious because the TD didn't know the name of the book or he he didn't want to name it, which, first mm-hmm. of all, that seems strange because especially if it's on the curriculum as used in primary schools to prepare for confirmation. So I did a little bit of investigating, and apparently the book is a live o. And mm-hmm. I think that book um, is not used anymore, and it's been replaced by Grow in Love. Okay. But I think your research team are trying to get confirmation on that from the Department of Education. Is Jean Vanier still in, in the book, Grow, yeah, in, Grow whether, in Love? Whether he's in Grow in Love is another thing. 
But it did concern me. I mean, these are 10, 11, 12-year-old children that this man is being elevated as some kind of saint to. And obviously, all the while, he was was abusing women. You know, that's a huge concern. As I say, we've been unable to find out if if he's... Because Carl was making the point yesterday that that Jean Vanier wrote these spiritual pieces. Well, you heard him talking there earlier about touch. Um, these spiritual pieces, which I suppose are, in one sense, they're, they're very popular in recent years. Self-help, mindfulness. Um, and he seemed to have a, a nice way with words, which obviously he did if he's featuring in a number of books. Um, what, what do you, well, like the, the book I'm told by Sister Stan is called To Live From The Heart. Um, well, like Sister Stan doesn't, didn't know this about Jean Vanier. It doesn't appear that many did, but I think now, now that we know, I think the that schools should take books with reference to him off their shelves, and even if they're not using a libo anymore, perhaps it's in their library still, perhaps it is referenced at some point in, like, 89% of our primary schools are Catholic, and obviously that's troublesome as well, because those children aren't given a choice in that matter, they're Mm. They're being evangelised, and to have to then find out that this man has been an abuser, I think those those books should be taken down from the school shelves straight away. And what about well, you, you can't ban books in 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 the bookshops that have chapters by Jean Vanier. No, the, pub- the publisher could could make a decision, but yeah, well, that's just one thing to to still sell them, but it's another thing to to teach children about him and to elevate him into as though mm-hmm. he's a saint of some kind. Okay. Um, yeah, well, as I say, we're getting contacts from far afield about this this uh, this report last week, and I see it's it's features today in the Irish Times as well. But Patsy McGarry. Um, okay, David Fallon. David, uh, but David, by the way, did you ever keep in touch with any of your Fellow volunteers, you you weren't paid. You weren't paid, I presume. Were you given living fees or meals? And you, when... you did. You, I mean, you you. It was very hard to spend money. To be quite honest, there was, there was a okay. bakery around the corner where I tried to spend money. But I mean, you you lived and you ate within the house. You you were given a stipend mm-hmm. of sorts. I think you got about maybe even was it something like eight hundred a month in total or something like that? No, probably less. But then you would you, your budget would you would rarely spend your budget. So you you know you'd okay. end up with a couple of hundreds. The house all left over. I I, I stayed in touch with the Romanian uh, woman who I worked with, who was okay. a very very sweet person. So um, but not not recently. But um and 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 just it would be interesting to you know. It, it was sort of a place that uh, attracted sort of people at a young people at a certain yeah, point in the yeah. life. They were between things, you know. So uh, those people were just doing their absolute best, and it was an opportunity they could live and survive without necessarily people outside the EU, things like that, for example. Mm. So it was a uh, it was, it built up an interesting sort of. And, and David, what, do you recall? Was there a code of behaviour for volunteers? There probably was. It's it's mm. not. It's 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 my. It's my memory okay. that it was relatively loose, but but everybody behaved exceptionally responsibly in my experience okay. in everything they did. And I, I, I never came back from there with one experience where I thought, 
hmm, that was handled badly or that now there were some you could you could say something you know about the training and that you know maybe there should have been somebody from a clinical background but there was never one example that sticks in my mind as an experience where I thought this is wrong or this is dangerous this okay. is unhealthy okay um, in that respect yeah okay mm. that's very fair David kind what are you doing in Norway by the way why not said you but why not uh, 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 I'm married to a Norwegian woman wow. <laughs> is, is Norway is Norway as expensive as we're always told it is I don't think it's as bad. Dublin isn't too bad itself okay. these days, so it's, uh, yeah. We're keeping up with you. Anyway, kind regards, David, and appreciate your contact. It's David Fallon in Norway and Katie as well. Uh, joe at rte.ie. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy! Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. People want to talk uh, about this uh, decision by TG Carr to proceed uh, this evening uh, with their uh, much-publicised programme, and that's how the families heard about it, by the way, the families of the deceased. It's called uh, Aduka, and that means insight or investigation, or maybe insight investigation. There was the insight team in Sunday Times years ago, which were famous uh, for investigative journalism. But the, the TG Carr in a statement say that the programme isn't about an investigation. It's talking to... Well, then why call it that? Um, unless that's a strand. Uh, Jack Keaveney, Jack, good afternoon. And you heard from now f- the families of four victims who have contacted us saying, please, please postpone this. Jack Keaveney, your point, please. My point, in fact, uh, first of all, I'd like to, to offer my condolences yeah. to, to all those families concerned. I do think it's 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 too soon after, and I think those people should be listened to. Uh, and uh, on the other side, I would say that uh, certainly that uh, TG Carr have a good reputation in, in terms mm-hmm. of the, the sort of yeah, uh, documentaries yeah, they yeah. produce in the past. Well, nobody doubts the sincerity. And in fairness to the families concerned, they don't want to, to stop that mm. being transmitted, but just not now. And I feel that on mature reflection, the, the um, producer of, of the programme should do the, the decent thing now and just say, look, we've decided not to transmit. Now, and if he doesn't do that, I feel that somebody should go above his head and those that are the director of TGR should turn around and say, well, look, I'm making an executive decision. I don't think it should be transmitted or taking into account. Well, we presume, uh, all I can tell you, Jack, I, from how this organisation operates, they are extraordinarily conscious of public reaction. There is a process of somebody, I, I won't give the, well, I will t- tell the process because people know this. If we get a complaint to Liveline, we're obliged to... Uh, to answer it uh, to management within 24 hours. Yeah. Um, and if we got a complaint from a family of deceased, I'd say the management here, I know they would, they would be deeply uh, concerned about it. Now, whether they, what decision they make, I don't know, but they would be deeply concerned to, uh, that, that they would inform the powers that be. Well, I think um, people have been have So been I presume, thing. my point is, I presume the Director General of uh, like well, that's at the Board of Directors. Yeah. I presume they know about the people's upset. But one would hope that that if they do, that they're going to do the decent thing. I mean, surely to God, the general consensus of opinion at this stage is that it is, and we've heard from the, from the families of, of the people, in fact, who are suffering. And I think that should be taken note of. And their wishes, in fact, should, they're, they're not trying to veto the program. They're just saying it's, too, it's a little bit too soon, which it is. Yeah. Uh, Jack, say with us, Mary Cunningham. 
Mary, it's disgraceful and very, very shocked at T.G. Carr, who would be very responsible in a lot of their documentaries and things. Yeah. Like RTE, I don't think RTE would fail to consult with the good people of Chrysler that are involved and still grieving. It's far too soon, and you'd nearly feel like somebody taken out an injunction to stop it, but you would think that T.G. Carr would respect those lovely people that are still grieving and very raw and that, uh, leave it until they're kind of able to deal with it better. Uh, Hick will speak it for the nation. Please, T.G. Carr, do not screen that tonight and consult those other people and when the time is right, please God, we'll all look forward, not look forward, it's too bad, but we'll all watch it. But I can't, I certainly won't be watching it and I say a lot of good Listeners of yours, Joe, won't be watching it either. Mm. OK, Mary, go to me and Barry O'Flynn, your point, please, Barry. Hello, Joe. Um, I just like to say that I, I'm kind of, I was kind of disgusted, really, at what I, when I heard the program there at the staff, so I rang in. That long ago, we were growing up, people mourned their, their, their family for six, six months. Yeah. And that they stayed in black, and the wife would stay in black, mm-hmm. and whatever. And that kind of died out in the seventies. But I, I think today, like there's, it's only a week or so, and they, they have no respect anymore after that. Then for the people, eh? You know, mm-hmm. I think it's very wrong of uh, teenagers to be on that program tonight. Mm-hmm. Very insensitive, because well, people all, don't... all, all, all stations and indeed publications come in for criticism from time to time. But I think in, in the in the panoply of criticism, T.G. Cacher would be at the bottom because they, they, they're a very, for the, for the audience they cater for and beyond, they're a very, very popular station in terms of documentaries to make it. And, and everyone can make a misstep in terms of time. Uh, and sure, I watch T.G. Cacher a lot. I'm one yeah. of the people that watch T.G. Cacher. So do I, yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. Right? No, they're not in the bottom anymore, no, Joe, like you said. They're going to the top, in my estimation. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I think with the people like that are uh, over, up in Donegal, that it's totally insensitive. Their okay. feelings, their, their emotions aren't taken into account at all. For the sake of a program, we'll put it back for another two or three months. Sorry to God, I could do that. Okay, okay, Barry, thanks indeed for your contact. That's Barry O'Flynn. Uh, Angela, Angela, your point, please. Well, Joe, I was shocked to hear that the families were treated like that from um, Gigi Cahar. And I had decided that I was not going to watch it. And I heard your gentleman earlier say that he and his family wouldn't watch it. Um, But... And before I heard him, I was thinking I would get in touch and say that I'm not going to watch it. And I was hoping that maybe through your program, we could, or you mm. could, um, but do you say have, that the, but you the see, whole country... Yeah, but Angela, that whole, unless you have someone, you or someone with a box on the back of your program from Nielsen, who uh, your, 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 your absence or presence won't be measured anyway. No, no, but Unless my point, Joe, is... Unless you're one Joe of the is, select few of one of these uh, no, boxes, no. apparently, OK? No, no, my point is that I, I would suggest 
that the whole country should boycott it. That's mm. that's my point. Not just me, right? But the gentleman yeah. who who came on and said that he wasn't going to watch it and his family, I thought it was it was put very diplomatically, and I didn't know whether there was a reason why he wasn't putting that suggestion that the country could boycott it. Like if there's no if it does air mm. tonight, I strongly suggest that the country should boycott it. Yeah. Out of respect for the family and and out of consideration but for as them. I, as I say, that will, that will not be measured. How will people know if you boycott it? Like, well, I don't know, but I, do, I don't know. I mean, yeah. they take ratings, don't yeah, they? Yeah, but no, they only take... Has your television got a box on it at the back which from Nielsen, the ratings agency? It's only a certain number of televisions that have these... That's that's how the, well, the I, television I ratings. All the programs, are, no, yeah, no, I thought no, all no. the programs were no, all done. No, 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 no. no. It's okay, only, okay. Uh, the the rating system in television is there. I think it's a thousand uh, televisions throughout the country have a box on the back, and that records right. that records uh, what you watched, and that's sent okay, to the center. Okay. But every, they couldn't. It doesn't measure every television. No, well, I, well irrelevant of what it measures. Yeah, irrelevant. Yeah. Okay, I take I, that I think if the it's country boycotted okay. it. It's a it would be it would be a good suggestion. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A good gesture. Angela, good meal, Mark. Thank you, Angela. And thanks also to Jack Keevney. Back after this break. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Joe Duffy. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie. But with the name of that book, I, we cannot get our hands on a copy of it. Um is uh, To Live uh, From the Heart. It's by Sister Stan, Stanislaus Kennedy, and um, it's uh, a number of different writers. But if you have a copy of it, maybe you'd screen grab or take a photograph of the contribution by Jean Vanier, and it's called To Pray Is To Love. Jerry Clark, you met, you, sorry, you came across Jean Vanier. I don't know whether you actually met him. Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, I did, I did, I did. I met him. I, I was working in UCD at the time, 1979. Okay. And he came to give a talk, and I attended the talk, and I was hugely impressed by him. He was so charismatic. Mm-hmm. So I'm shocked to hear what was you, Do you know what the talk was about, Jerry? He talked about L'Arche. Yeah, the um, community, yeah. Yeah, but L'Arche is, is, is the arc, uh, the arch, uh, which is, a, an arch is supportive. Yeah. And he set up L'Arche um, uh, for people with um, handicaps. And uh, I was hugely impressed. Hugely impressed. And was he encouraging people to join the large community? Was he looking for no, no, volunteers? No, I don't recall he was doing that. And who brought yeah. him to Ireland? Um, I, I don't know. Um, a friend of mine in UCD uh, who knew about him, yeah. the talk was on, so I joined him at the talk. And would you, just for people, because I mentioned his name at the weekend and, and quite a significant number of people have never heard of him um, because he was of a certain generation, but... What 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 phrase? What, when does in in introducing him? And so far as you remember, when did you? Mike was he was he introduced as a theologian, as a, uh, as a living he, he, saint? He introduced as a, as a humanitarian, a humanitarian, um, okay. for people. Yeah, yeah. And that that's all I remember. I mean, I was only I was only twenty nine myself at the time. Yeah, and uh, it was the only time I met him, and I didn't meet him directly. But uh, he came across as so charismatic. He reminded me a bit physically of John DeLorean. Sorry, sorry your, line, your line is breaking up, Jerry. He reminds you of who? 
John DeLorean, you know, tall, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, fair hair, silver hair, uh, and just very charismatic. You know, John, De- John DeLorean would have been known as being very handsome and charming. Yeah, I, I thought Vanier was quite good looking, yeah. Yeah. As a man. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. And what, when you heard about these um, revelations? Yeah, I heard it a few days ago on your show and I was shocked. Uh, I said, you know, God, there goes another icon, icon of uh, of humanity. And then I remembered there were lots of others, like um, maybe I shouldn't mention them. We had a few in our own country. Yeah, of course we and had. Then, uh, well, we we religious orders up to and including the 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 episode that featured here for nearly three weeks the the abuse by the Holy Ghost Fathers and. Oh, no, I know. I'm thinking of Bishop Casey. Yeah, yeah, but Bishop. In fairness to Bishop Casey, so far I haven't. Uh, I'm not aware of any public allegations otherwise. But um. No, no, no. They were a different different level entirely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Different topic. Different subject. Um, but is is it not the same mo? The Holy Ghost Fathers uh, were aware of this. They yeah they, yeah we're they, into they <laughs> covered up. Discussion. <laughs> they covered up. They ran people who complained and told them we'll take you to the which they did. We'll take you to the High Court and beyond if we have to, which they did. Um, yeah, but anyway, true. anyway, um, there's there's more to come on that. I can assure you of this. If, 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 if letters and and contact with this program is anything to come to, Jerry Gurumilamag, that's Jerry Clark. Back before we finish to uh, the the Creasle, uh, uh program this evening and people because I played it straight out of the starter program. People didn't uh, fully hear the email from uh, the, the family and um, of Martina Martin who contacted us. This is that email. Dear Joe, we have been informed by our Garda liaison officer by text yesterday evening that there is a documentary to be aired tonight and we wish to make our feelings known. Give us time to grieve. As sisters of Martina Martin, we ask you do not air the documentary at this time. We do not need a reminder. We were there. We are the family the digger driver talked about behind him. We will never need reminded of the watching and waiting, the rescue dogs, then cadaver dogs, into the next morning until Martina's body was recovered. We are in pain and struggling to cope with a loss that was sudden, horrific and very public. We have had no answers yet as to a cause, only speculation and rumours. We have had no post-mortem. So we ask you, would you like to sit and watch a documentary about an explosion that killed your sister and nine others four months later? We would like to acknowledge the people of Chrysler, the emergency services, the Gardaí and volunteers were all amazing and they showed us such respect and caring this all deserves to be recognised. Okay. Frank Sheridan, your point please, Frank. Um, I think it's desperate that they would show this tonight. Just listening to the tape you played there is hard to believe they would and I would not like to sit and watch it. But I think as a member of the GAA for near 60 years now, I think they should step in at this stage especially the ladies who teenage sponsors and give them a choice. They either show it, no more ladies football, mm-hmm. or just scrap it for the moment. They're not asked to get rid of it for good and continue the sponsorship of the GA. I think the people of Donegal is entitled to 
peace for the moment. Not only the people of Keisha, but all of Donegal mm. is mourning at the minute. I, I go up there every week and everybody is just numb. And I think it's mm-hmm. desperate at the short or allowed the short. And I'd like to think an organisation that I've involved with for years would now stand in and say, I want to protect the people of Donegal. That's all I have to say, Joe. Okay, Frank, thanks indeed. That's Frank Sheridan. Christo Lamb. Christo, please. Hello, Joe. How are you? Good, thanks. Joe, it's, uh, nice talking to you. Listen, Joe, I, I just wanted to say I, I feel that TG4, if they have a heart at all, that they should withdraw this programme tonight, that it should not be shown. And I bet, Joe, if you were to take a poll right now mm-hmm. uh, around the country, on the 26 or maybe 32 counties, you would get a 100% no, Joe. That's mm. that's my view. And what are you if hearing, Christo? Have you have you well, spoken to other people? No, I haven't, Joe. No, I haven't. I just saw it advertised yeah. on, on the on the TV program, oh, and I been, feel that and they should they should mm. withdraw it. And and we have um, it has been heavily advertised and heavily promoted. That's how it seems most of the families found out about it. Um, yes, there was lots lots of newspaper coverage beginning well over a week ago with information that was obviously sent out by TG Carr to promote the programme, which is there, which is in their gift. Obviously, they want to get ratings. Uh, and, as, um, as, as that last caller said, it's, it's much too soon. I mean, it's only, what, four, four months since, since, the, since the event, and it's much too soon. I feel if they, if they, wait, if they wait, wait a, a fair bit, um, you know, six months well, maybe, the, or if they know, want... Well, the families were saying, one, there's no... They don't know what happened. Uh, yeah. They don't know what happened, their loved ones. Um, it's a terrible to, tragedy. It's a terrible, terrible tragedy, but it's still a mystery. Um, yes. They don't know what happened. Um, they, but like you, uh, Harper, made a point about uh, Leona. A lot of people, when they read, and they each each person that, that died from uh, Shauna, who we heard about yesterday, Flanagan Garvey, who was only five, her dad, Robert. Um, and you, people remember that incredibly gorgeous photograph of the two in, the, people, the, two yeah. in the embrace yeah. Catherine O'Donnell and her son Catherine's son was yeah. James another yeah. lovely photograph Leona Harper who we spoke about in her Liverpool jersey Jessica Gallagher James Flaherty <coughs> Martin McGill and Martina Martin who his family contacted us and Hugh Kelly who was Hugh was the was named as the eldest but Hugh was only 59 it was a young man yeah. when he when he was young, killed. young people. Um, yeah, should never so, have happened. So they're so, and they're saying there haven't been a coroner's court. They're not looking for a veto. What they were looking for was postponement. And I said, you, Harper. One of the things he said about Leona is that people read about Leona when when she was uh, killed and at the funeral she was studying to be for her junior cert. And yeah. so, so so little so little time has passed that uh, Leona would, would not even would not even have got to her junior cert at this stage. It's still so far off, but that gives you a yes. sense. Geraldine, stay sure. there, Christo. Geraldine Smith. Geraldine, good afternoon. Uh, good afternoon, Joe. I'm a bit nervous speaking to you take now it, because I don't it. normally speak yeah. about my, my tragedies. Okay. But I'm heartbroken for that families that I think could be aired four months after they died. I was in the same position myself um, years ago. My son died in 2000 from a drowning accident. And uh, he was 20 years old. And eight years later, I lost my daughter from an asthma attack. The media were very cruel and said things, you know. Mm. And then my husband died seven years ago from um, a broken heart. But I'd just like to say that... um, 
I just feel that when Martin died, I didn't, I wasn't able to go to the inquest. His inquest mm-hmm. was ten months later. He died in a, in a, in a, in a drowned in accident. Yeah. He was missing for seven days. He was out with friends, and there was a bit of messing going on. And yeah. someone shouted that they were drowned in. Yeah. And Martin ran down, and I had to. I read that off the paper, okay. the Munster Express in Walford, a, a, a week later, that he was bobbing up and down in the water, and that he was um, uh, calling for help. And yeah. like I just feel that people, you know, that go through tragedies yeah, like that, yeah. we're human beings. Like if you have children, Joe, you wouldn't mm. like to see a program about your children. Then people are not even have to come into terms with the yeah. death of well, their beautiful never, family and children. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. twenty years down the road; they'll never get over. It. But yeah. to see a program on four months later, they're not even; they're still in shock. And I can say that for myself. Okay. Okay. And I Ta- just think that they should think of the, the, the way they destroy human beings. Okay. You know, by by putting things up like this, they, the people are just trying to get on with life. They're not even getting on with life. And for the, a program to go up about what happened and about, well, you, know, yeah, you know, their yeah. circumstances of, and, and everything. Okay, Geraldine, again, and condolences to you on, on that uh Tragedy, Martin, his sister and, and your husband. Thanks indeed, Geraldine Smith. Lisa Marie Berry was the producer. And Ray Darcy is next. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.